We're going to move around all over the scriptures today, so I won't tell you to turn to one specific one. Um, and I wanted to just share some mom facts with you. The Magnificent. Mom the Magnificent. Ladies, do you ever get tired? I need some amens. Amen. All right. You ever get worried? Amen. You ever get angry? Well, I got a big amen on that. Amen. You know, you ever get discouraged? Amen. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard sometimes. And there's a lot to juggle, a lot to keep going. Uh, we're going to just try to encourage you some today. But I've, I found some mom facts that I thought was very interesting. I wanted to share a few of them with you this morning. First of all, there's 2 billion moms in the world. 2 billion moms in the world. 82.5 million moms in the United States of America. As far as first-time moms, the average age of a new mom is 25 years old. Versus 1970, where an average mom was 21 years old for the first time. So I would have thought that would have been a lower number, but it's a little bit higher. Kids. Modern moms average two kids. Two kids. In the 1950s, you had three and a half kids. Now, that half kid running around always looked funny to me. But you had three and a half kids. And back in the 1700s, you had seven to ten kids. Now, I know a lot of our, our uh, seniors, they can remember those families. I know my mom had 11. Um, I know there was a bunch of Bristers. I remember that was a big family. Uh, there, how many had big families growing up? See all these hands? And it's usually some of our more older folks. I cannot imagine raising 10 kids. I don't know what you do. I guess you just throw them out in a pile and let them fight it out for dinner or something. I don't know. But, uh, but I, I know that it's, when we go to family reunion, it's like 150 people there, you know, because all the kids have had kids, and now our kids are having kids, and some of those kids have had kids. So it's, uh, it's something to think about. Here's another thing to think about. 4.3 babies are born every second. That's a lot, isn't it? Every second, four babies are born. Here we get to working moms. How many of our moms work outside the home. Now, I know you work inside the home, but how many work outside the home, okay? A lot of our moms are working moms. 72% of moms with children over one year old work, all right? About the same as childless women. Uh, versus in 1976, just about 40 years ago, uh, there was only about 39% of the women that worked. So that's, that's almost, that's, well, it's over doubled. Uh, let's see, six, yeah, it's over doubled of the women that work now that didn't work then. 55% of moms with a child under one year old work. Uh, I'm sorry, moms with a full-time job spend 13 hours working at the office or at home on family chores. And then babies and moms. Here, here you go with these diaper changes. 7,300 diapers have been changed by your baby's second birthday. <laughs> how, many, how many has dad done? You hear me, ladies? None. That's what I thought. None. That's what I thought. Diaper changing speed. I like this. Mom takes two minutes and five seconds. Let's see what dad does here. Let's see. Uh, where did it go? It adds up to 30, uh, adds up to three, four-hour work weeks each year versus one minute, 36 seconds for dads. <laughs> We're in there and out. I remember when I was changing mine, I, w I was like, I was working in one of those pit crews, you know, and I just up and down and, good, done, you know, I cleared my hands. And so I, I was ready to get out of there, you know. It just wasn't something I wanted to deal with long. But, uh, you know, mom's going to take time to clean and, and lotion and all those things. You know, make sure there's no rash or anything. Daddy's going, done, I'm out, I'm good. So I thought that was something. <laughs> Giving attention. Preschoolers require mom's attention once every four minutes. Can you say a minute that, ladies? Once every four minutes. Mom, 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 mom. You hear that a lot. 
or 210 times a day hearing the word mom. I remember my mom saying, I wish my name was something else besides mom. I remember her saying that. Y'all ever say that? Anybody say that? But I remember those kind of things. Um, preschoolers spend about 2.7 hours a day on primary child care. Dad spends about 1.2 hours, so half the time. Chores. Women average 2.2 hours a day doing chores. Men average 1.3 hours a day doing chores. That's unless you're retired. You talk to Bill Walker, he's busy all the time. Now, I don't know, but he says Ann's got him doing something all the time. Laundry, 88% is done by moms. Now, I would tend to disagree with this a bit. I help with the laundry, believe it or not. Now, I don't do it right because Dana washes three things at a time. I'm washing everything I can get in there, you know. I figure the least I can get done, you know, two loads is better than five. But it, Dana, she just don't wash that many. They won't get clean. So I said, okay. And then I leave them in the dryer too long and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. That's 330 loads of laundry and 5,300 articles of clothing each year. Whew, that just makes me tired. What's your least favorite chore, women? This one says vacuuming. What's your least favorite chore? Changing diapers? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, they say, huh? Laundry. Okay, there you go. Bathroom multitasking moms. Listen to this. Reading is the most common activity, followed by talking on the phone, meditating, which I would say is praying, watching TV, drinking coffee, eating, and balancing the checkbook all at one time. That's pretty amazing. The, the mom, the magnificent. Uh, mommy records. <laughs> Here you go. The most kids. Mrs. Vasilevev of Russia gave birth to 69 children between 1725 and 1765. Then she killed over. Man, 69 children. Mercy. The oldest mom was Rosanna Dalla Corte. She gave birth to a baby boy when she was 63 years old in Italy in 1994. The heaviest baby. You ready for this? Singora Carmeliana Vendelli gave birth to a 22-pound, 8-ounce boy in Italy in 1955. 22-pound boy. Man, oh, man. And then Mother's Day. Mother's, first Mother's Day was on May 10, 1908, founded by Anna Jarvis, and was made into a national holiday in 1914 by President Wilson. It's the busiest phone day. 68% of people plan to call mom on Mother's Day totaling 122 million phone calls today. Here's one for you AG folks. I know you'll appreciate this. Card giving. 50% of the households give Mother's Day cards, totaling some 152 million cards. And they better be AG cards, right, Rick? They better be AG cards. All right. Miscellaneous mommy facts. I'm almost done. Most popular birth month is July. Most popular birthday is Tuesday. Most popular birthday is October 5th. I missed that by one day. 30 pounds is the average weight gained during pregnancy. Uh, baby gender gap, 105 boys born for every 100 girls. So every time we get 100 girls, we get five more boys. First-year baby cost, $7,000 of baby, baby items before first birthday. Think about that. $7,000 spent on a baby before their first birthday. Cost of raising a child. Middle-income families spend $242,000 raising a kid to the age of 18, and that's not counting college. Most popular names of the 21st century baby girls have been Emily, Madison, and Hannah. 
Baby boys have been Jacob, Michael, and Joshua. Research suggests that moms who give birth later in life live longer. And here's the big one, moms. Having kids makes you smarter. Having kids makes you smarter. A lot to think about, isn't it? A lot to think about. Well, let's look at how we can encourage mom today. Mother's Day cards from the Lord. We want to just say happy Mother's Day to you. We want to just kind of encourage you through God's word this morning. You might want to jot these verses down when you have these kind of troubles, and you can just read these and, and spend that time praying to the Lord. And, and uh, we thank you for, for all that you do. Let's go to the first card, when you feel discouraged. And, and that seems to be a popular theme in our world today, just feeling discouraged. You feel like maybe you're, you feel like you're alone, especially our single moms. Uh, you moms that are married, sometimes it feels like, you know, about the only time anybody says anything to you is when they need something. Uh, there's not many things that, we, you know, we was talking about the other day, how much do we actually talk to each other? A lot of times, you know, we, we both get home, we're just glad to be home, and we just kind of sit there and don't say much to each other. And sometimes it seems like that husbands and wives have a hard time even conversating with each other because of just life and, and tired and, and all those things. Look at this verse here in Isaiah 40, 28, 31. You want, may want to write that down. Do you not know... And have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God. Amen. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And even young people get discouraged and get tired. Look here. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Isn't it great, even dads today, isn't it great that we have a source that doesn't grow weary, that doesn't grow tired, that's not overwhelmed by anything. I know there, we all have that feeling of being overwhelmed from time to time, and there's way more on our plate than we can handle, and I know moms face that on a daily basis. But isn't it great when we can go to our Lord and our God and and he says, I'm going to be there. And I, I, don't, I don't run out of power. I don't run out of strength. As much as we as husbands try to encourage our wives and, and be there for them, sometimes we, we miss the, the mark there. But it's so wonderful to know that God never misses the mark, that he never lets us down, that he's there. And even when you're young and, and, and struggling, it's good to know that he's there with you. When you feel angry, well, Brother Todd, are you supposed to be angry or feel angry when you're a Christian? The Bible says we're going to have anger. I, I think if we look in God's Word, I think we even see Jesus was angry at times. But in his anger, and we'll see the verse in a minute, in your anger, do not sin. Sometimes we get angry at our spouses. Sometimes we get angry at the kids. Sometimes we get angry at other people, how they're treating our kids. Sometimes we get angry at our bosses. Sometimes we get frustrated and angry at just life. How, how come it has to be so hard? How, how comes nobody's listening to me? How comes nobody's helping me? And you just get angry. Look at these scriptures. In Ephesians 4, 26, it says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. We've always kind of been taught that, I guess, in our married life, that try not to go to sleep before you apologize or make it right. Most times if you don't, you're going to toss and turn anyway. Maybe you have to do that with your children. You know, 
We as adults, I found out as a dad, I make mistakes from time to time. I've had to apologize to my kids a couple times already. And I realized that, hey, I, I, I didn't see it the right way, or I, I assumed something that didn't happen happened. And we have to find a way in our anger not to sin, because we can really go overboard in a hurry. I, I think we all have to admit something about the human race. We like being angry. I, I think we really do. We, we just, it don't take much to set us off. I mean, just cut somebody off in your car or, or don't, don't go when the red light turns us and see how many, you know, honking the horn and, and just the anger. It's just right there. It's just right there, ready to blow out at the one minute. And I think as we put more in our hope in the Lord and we, we, we look in his word and we ask him to guide us and grow us, I think we should be able to push that anger down a little bit further. It, it shouldn't be ready just to be spewed out at the, at the drop of a hat. We all have that, and that anger, we sin, we get angry, and we, we're frustrated, and we may say things we, we hate to say, and we don't want to say, but then we can't put them back in. I found out once this tongue says something, you can't unsay it. And so you've got to really be careful. And you're not going to just grab that at the moment that it happens. You've got to prepare for that anger. You've got to prepare for that time when you're, you're going to lose it. Because if you're not prepared, you will lose it, and it, it's gonna, a lot's going to come out in just that long. You can lose witness, you can lose testimony, everything that you've worked for to bring someone closer to Christ or to let them know that you love them, it can be destroyed in just a few seconds with our mouth. It's the most dangerous thing we have is our tongue. Because when we get hurt, I found out when we get hurt, we want to hurt back. We want to say the most hurtful and discouraging and terrible thing we can say when something's been said to us and our heart's been hurt. And we want to get it out, and we want to let somebody have it. And so, guys, we've got to be careful about that. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And I guess that's kind of the, the big thing right there. When somebody has hurt us, when somebody has just knocked us to our knees, and we try to find a way to, to forgive. It's, it's hard. But that last verse there is what we have to go to. Forgive each other how? Just as Christ has forgiven you. How many times has God had to forgive me? How many times has he had to forgive you over and over and over? And he asked us to live that way. He said, live like me. Be holy as I'm holy. Learn to love each other. Learn to take care of each other. Get rid of bitterness. Man, how, how many moms and and dads, too. How many of us deal with bitterness on a daily basis? Maybe something that happened 20 years ago or 40 years ago. Something that happened 10 years ago or 2 years ago. And we're still, that bitterness is still eating at us. It, and, and bitterness is like a cancer, guys. If you let that stuff grow, it'll eat you up. It'll eat you up. And the bitterness is, is, is there. It's always ready to come out. When you need help. If I just had some help, hey, my mom's said that every day. If I just, if somebody just cared. Isn't it the greatest thing, moms, when you go in there to do something and it's already been done? Isn't that the greatest thing? I, I just, I, sometimes that happens with me, and it's already done. I'm going, man, that's great. I didn't have to ask anybody. You know, I've been, been training Abby. I got her in training, man. She's learning to do dishes, uh, fold clothes, learning to make up her bed and vacuum. And, man, in a few days, I won't have to do nothing. I'm glad, you know. And, uh, man, I'm training her. But, you know, she's starting to get the idea, and I go in there the other day, and her bed's all made, and room's all, I go, man, that's great. 
I didn't have to tell her. It's awesome. So when you need help, look at this verse. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Boy, we all need to hear that, don't we? There's a way that I think it should be. There's a way that I've got it figured out, and it ought to go that way. But God says, look, don't lean on your own understanding. Because a lot of times what I understand and what God understands is two different things. And it's hard to do that when you're wanting to be in control, when when you're kind of the manager of the house or whatever, Mom. It's hard to, to know, well, I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I've got to lean on God's. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do you start your day with a time with the Lord? Do you, do you find time? I know you're busy. Do you find time, moms, to open up his word on a daily basis? Well, Brother Todd, when am I going to do that? You are to see what all I got to do. It, it made me so happy as a pastor this past week. About one morning, there was about three, four, five ladies on their Facebook page and they were showing a picture of their Bible and what they were reading for, for their, their testimony that day. And I just, I thought that was awesome. To, to let the world know that, hey, this is important to me to start my day, is to read God's Word. And they were saying, this is what God's teaching me today. And I just wanted to, to commend you ladies. And, and you don't have to put it on Facebook. I understand that, to, to know that you're spending time with the Lord. But guys, in the middle of all this craziness and anger and bitterness and tiredness and discouragement, uh, you'll find hope in Christ. And I talk to you daddies, too. Find time to spend time in his word. Find time to, to pray to him. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Man, it's easy to give up. We deal with a, a lot of families that have, have went through that. And, and separation and, and, and all those things, guys, and it, it breaks our heart. It's very hard and difficult to go through. Guys, I, I pray that we will work, and it's work. I stood up here and married a, a few folks, a couple of folks the other day, and I've got another marriage coming, and man, if I could just tell them one thing, and I tell them in the marriage, it's, it's 100%. It's 100-100. You giving all you have to her and her giving all you have to, to you, and, and you find and meet each other's needs, and there's days I don't do that. There's days I've got to work harder at that. And guys, keeping a relationship and a marriage and things together, it's a lot of work. It can't all come from one side. And I just pray that our, our families and our homes will find a way to, to love and forgive and to keep holding on to each other. Because I, I really feel if, if the devil can't break up our churches, he can pull our families apart, and in turn, that tears up our churches. And you've got to be ready for that. And so think about that. Do not become weary in doing good. Do not grow weary in saying I love you. Do not grow weary in saying thank you. Thank you, wife. Thank you, mom, for what you've done for me. Don't take it for granted. Man, they're there usually at our, our every call. Everything we need, they're there. Whatever we need, they're there. And we should be able to thank them more than one time a year, you know? We should be able to thank for, about them one, more than one time a year. Our next card, when you feel alone. Isn't it amazing how when you can be in a house full of screaming kids and your husband's in his easy chair and you feel all alone? You feel all alone. Ever been in a crowd and you feel all alone? I think, I think loneliness is probably one of the greatest things affecting life today in our world. I think people are so lonely. And I think at the top of that is, is because they're missing out with God first. I, I think God helps a lot with that. But then the other thing is just relationships and and busyness, you know, we all get busy, we all get 
you know, we're going 100 mile an hour, and you look up one day, and you just, you just feel like you're all alone. Feel like you're all alone. Look at our scriptures this morning. Here with this. Jeremiah 33 says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to me. Mamas, isn't it great that you can just stop, just take a deep breath, and bow your head and just talk to the Lord? What do you say there? Just call me. You know, unlike our cell phones today, when we call each other, we don't ever answer. God always answers. He's always there to hear. He's always there to, to wrap his arms of love around you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. He's there for you. And he said, he said I will answer you, and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things. What was the old commercial, Calgon, Take Me Away? Y'all remember that? <laughs> that was 100 years ago, I think. But, you know, they, they just... Just take me away to somewhere else. And God said, just, just call me. And I, I, I'll, I'll bring to your mind just unbelievable things. I, I, I'll, I'll remind you of the grace that I have for you. I'll remember how much I care for you. I'll, I'll remind you of that. I'll, I'll let you be reminded of that. And all of a sudden, you'll be reminded of my power and, and my love and my care for you. And I'll never leave you or forsake you. We're going to read that in a minute. He said, and you, you'll feel that you're not alone. You're not alone, that I'm there. And you'll feel that. Hebrews 13, 5 says, never, I will leave, never will I leave you, and never will I forsake you. Our next one. When you feel tired. Can I get an amen from all the moms? Amen. When you feel tired. Let's look at those scriptures together. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help. In trouble. Come to me, all you that are weary and tired, burdened down by life and jobs and kids. And I think you could talk to some of these more mature moms and dads here. They're going to tell you it, ain't, it don't get any easier when they get above five years old. I've just stepped in, Gary, to 13 years old. I've just, I'm just peeking over in there right now, all right? She's in there, and we're, we're starting to talk about phones and boys man i had it made she had a boyfriend in, in branson six hours away i like that now she broke up with him found somebody at rivercrest man i'm still dealing with that i'm i'm heartbroken but it 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 gets overwhelming guys you, you get you get wore out and as I've told you many times, discipline is, is work. Rearing your children. Seeing that little girl sit on that bench a while ago, that, that takes work. You know, when you just take your hands off, say, just get out of my sight and just go do what you want, that, that's one way to raise a kid. The other way is that I want to be a part of your life. And me, and, me and Diana have been trying to stress that to Abby. We want to be a part of your life. And I know when you get 13... You know, what did it say by having kids, you get smarter? I know when you get a 13-year-old, though, you get real dumb, you know? 15, 16, you're the dumbest people ever, you know? How'd you get so dumb overnight? Daddy, you're dumb. You don't know nothing. Mama, you don't know. We all went through that. But you know what I've noticed? As I get older, my mom and dad got a lot smarter. They got a lot smarter. Sometimes things roll out of my mouth that mama said or daddy said. I go, I look around for my daddy or my mama. That was me. I said that. When I used to say, I wish they'd shut up and quit saying that, you know. I'm the one saying it now. 
And so it, it, it comes, it, craw- it crawls on you, and it does wear you down. It wears you down. But he says, come to me. Again, you see him just gathering you together. Come to me, all you that are weary. And, you know, maybe you've got grown kids. Guys, that'll wear you out. When they're struggling, you struggle. They don't understand that. But I've seen it. I've seen it in some of our families. I've seen it in some of my family. When you're older kids that are married and got kids and they struggle, you struggle with them. Because you don't, you don't stop being their mom and dad when they say, I do. Gary, he's bringing more back. Don't, don't worry. He's coming more. They're coming more. Get more money ready. It's coming. He's got a boy getting married Saturday. All right? It's coming. Y'all tell him. It's coming. Bill Walker's going to laugh at you every day, man. You know, it's coming. Y'all know. And we get, we get wore out. We get tired. We worry about our kids. We want them to have the best life. They, they think, you know, once we get them to a certain age, it's just hands off. And we're just doing our thing. But we just get weary and tired. And we worry about our kids. We love them with all of our heart. Come to me, all you weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Look at this little screen here. If you, does mom have a real job? I, I was asked that as a preacher a time or two. Do you have a real job? I said, no, that's what I do. I preach. And I know mom, mom gets that question. you have a real job? And they said if you added up all the stuff that mom does, she'd get a, a check for about $700,000 every year doing all these jobs, taxi driver and judge and, and lawyer and chef and psychiatrist, teacher, doctor, vet, preacher, maid, yard keeper. She, she does all those things. And I know guys, you say, well, I do some of them too. I understand that. But this is her day. We'll talk about your day on your day, okay? But just a, a great, great day. One more and we're going to close. When you're worried. And I, I think this is probably the biggest thing mamas do. They worry. This Miss Barbara, she worries about this boy all the time. He's over at ASU. I mean, he's just getting smarter every day and he's doing a great job. But we worry about our kids. We worry about where they're headed, what they're going to do, what they're going to be when they grow up. Now that they're grown up, what they're going to do. And they seem to want to do their own thing, and they're not doing the way I want them to do it. And, and we, get, we get, you know, we, we, we fight at each other, and we fuss at each other, and, and leave me alone, I got this, and I got, I'm not going to do things the way you did it now. I'm going to be different. Y'all ever had that argument? And I'm not you. I'm my own person. Mama, can you help me? You know? All of a sudden, you, you wouldn't be there, you know? And so we, we kind of go back and forth. Let's look at our scriptures. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. And listen to this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Boy, mamas, I know there's a whole bunch of times that you need something to transcend what you think's going on and what you know is going on. Lord, help me, help me to just move on up and get over the top of it with you and kind of look down in the bigger picture because, Lord, it's overwhelming me. It's, it's, it's got me worried to death. I'm worried about my children. I'm worried about where they're headed, what they're doing, where they're working, how they feel. We worry about all those things. And we go back and he says, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Isn't it amazing that God can say that? He doesn't say, well, I know there's a few things you're going to worry about, but here's a few things. He said, don't, don't worry about anything. And man, that may be the hardest thing to do as a Christian, as I know as a mom, as a, as a dad. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That goes back to that verse, pray without ceasing. That goes back to those verses where every time you just lay it all at his feet, 
He said, just bring me everything, all your burdens and all your cares, and give them to me, and I'll help you through. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to wave his hands and everything's going to be better, because we know that doesn't happen. But we know through the strength and prayer and the power of God and the Holy Spirit living through us, we can make our way through a very difficult time. And most times, guys, I've found out that we're stronger when we come through on the other side. And hopefully we've learned a little bit more. And hopefully our kids have seen how much we love them a little bit more. And hopefully moms and dads, I'm sure they're saying, I hope they've seen mom and dad knows that I can handle this and I'll be all right. And it's, it's a lot going on there, a lot to think about. Our next screen, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you, Mom, for what you do. It's good when my mom gets to come down a few times. She's over with the baby today, getting to see the little baby and just being there for, for those, that daughter and that granddaughter. But we just thank you for all that, all that you do for us. We thank you for what you do in this church. We have so many moms that teach classes and, and man, they do food pantries and clean bathrooms and vacuum and wash windows and straighten up the yard guys when we have work days a lot of times it's, it's it's more ladies than it is guys and it's just I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart what you do for our church and i thank you for what you do for your families and i know we can always improve i, I know we can always be better i know we're not perfect dads we're not perfect moms but there's there's always places where we can grow and we can kind of just take a moment and stop and say God, let me appreciate what I have. Let me appreciate what you've given me. Let me appreciate all these things. And, and I hope you'll take that time today and, and just appreciate your mom. Moms, you appreciate being with your family. And uh, I know it would be a very special, special day for all of you. I wanted to read one more thing here before I close. And this is uh, some verses that are over in Proverbs at the very end. And it says, The wife of noble character... It's in Proverbs 31. It won't be up on the screen, guys. Just, just listen to this, okay? A wife of noble character who can find. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. I always think about moms going to Walmart when I read that. They're like the merchant ship when they come in. They've got everything. She gets up while it was still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. Mom's always, always looking forward. I've seen moms that can take a dollar and make it ten. These moms that coupon and, and things, they'll, they'll go in there and buy a $30 jar or something for two bucks, you know, just always planning ahead. She sets out about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Guys, you don't know how many times mama stayed awake after you went to bed, washing your clothes, getting your lunches ready for the next day. Back in the day, darning socks, you know, we just throw them away now. Taking care of things, praying for you before she goes to bed. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. 
When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchant with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Husbands, when's the last time you praised your wife? Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I think I'd say that to moms today. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Man, thank you. Thank you for all you do. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you, Lord, as we honor you to be able to honor our moms. Lord, you've given each one of us the one that you selected. And Lord, you, she's been there for us in most cases. Lord, I thank you for the moms that work so hard on a daily basis. And Lord, help us as husbands and, and sons to remember how important they are. Lord, thank you for making my wife a mom. Thank you for the gift of three beautiful children. And Lord, I just thank you for allowing us to, to parent together. And Lord, I pray in the days ahead that we will be quick to go to our knees, we'll be quick to read your word, and we'll be quick not to worry and just bring everything to you. Lord, thank you for the power that you give us to be a parent. And thank you for the power that you give these moms on a daily basis. Lord, I pray for greater grace for moms. I pray for greater strength. I pray for moms that are discouraged in this place this morning. I pray for moms that are tired and angry or weary. I pray for those moms that are discouraged. Lord, just be with us. Lord, we thank you for loving us the way you do. In your precious name we pray.